go. Let's go. Time to go. Welcome, you guys. Welcome to the book review bonanza. Another wonderful episode. AI is going to come in and like put a horse on us or not on us, but us on a horse, you know, and all that crazy stuff. It's going to be super cool. You just planted that imagination. That's what goes on in my head. Okay, horse on Kevin. All right. That's what goes on in my head. I have a mental image of it. Thanks, Kevin. Happy, is that what they do in Fresno? Is that all the agriculture got to him. <laughs> Central California, oh, huh? Is too that what you vegetables. Doing? Too many vegetables. Too many wow. vegetables. Dang. Carrots. Coming from Carrots. the IE. Coming from the straight IE. What's up? <laughs> all right. Let's do this, you guys. We are jumping in. Jumping in hard today. Decision. Decision, decision, decision is the topic of our review for Think and Grow Rich. See Chapter eight. Think and Grow Rich. There it is. What you got for us? Yeah, it's the mastery wow. of procrastination. You know, how mm. many of us actually just, you know, we want to do something, the idea sounds great, and then we just, we don't do nothing about it. I'll put it off for tomorrow. You know, I think we we started developing that when we were children. We're like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow, or I'll, I'll do it later, mom. And then we don't keep track of it it turns out to this it grows into this ugly monster of like yeah i'll do it tomorrow until we're tomorrow's here there are downloads i mean i was listening to a gentleman talk about this a couple of weeks ago and he's like you get downloads of these ideas and then it happens again and it happens again and it happens again and then one day you're just like hey that was my idea and someone else is doing it because you're given yep. chances and you don't do it somebody else is given the chance and they get it done honestly Absolutely. that's the difference yeah, That's five years ago, I uh, we had one of our um, speakers for our event um, was Mel Robbins, and Mel Robbins has this. It's called the I think it's called five the second. five four the five second rule. Yes, and um, it, it kind of like it's like a trigger point for right for making a decision to avoid procrastination is like you just a thought comes in your head like you have to do something and you just say to yourself five four three two one and you just go and do it right um the part where it says procrastination procrastination the opposite of decision is a common enemy which practically every man or woman must conquer um, everybody everyone yes like everyone goes through it like and that's one thing like you know, December, I, I remember if it was a Bible quote, but it's like they, to conquer, instead of a conquering, it's greater to conquer yourself than it is to conquer a kingdom. Because in essence, you you kind of are a kingdom. So it's one of those things that you have to conquer is like when something comes, you got to, you know, get it done. Get your butt on there, put it on the calendar, schedule it, go out and do it. Don't think about it. Start doing it. The moment you start to think about how and how it's going to happen and what's going to, the process of it, you kind of start scaring yourself into the the negative possibilities of that what you're trying to do and you won't you'll just procrastinate or you won't take action on it and so it's something well, that everybody must conquer yeah this might be one of the most powerful chapters in the book because what's the book even called think, think and grow, and grow mm -hmm. rich which means there's a decision to move forward and process uh, positive activity to grow wealth and that uh, the decision to do that is what allows you to grow rich Mm -hmm. And the word decision is like a, it's like a Latin 
It might have been in Greek. I think it's Latin, which means to cut off. Literally mm. just to cut mm. off. Cut off all obstacles or retreat. Just you're basically going forward or uh, you're committing to that process or to your wife or to whatever thing that you're doing and you're going forward with it, you know, mm. with the, with the thought that it's going to work out in mind. Yeah. And I think, I think for uh, something I've been uh, last uh, night, was it Thursday night? I went, had the, for Wednesday and I had the opportunity to go speak at a uh, junior college and my wife went with me and we had an hour and we shared our story and this whole platform that I have, I've been working on for a while and it was going really good. And one of the questions they had was, you know, uh, what, what, how long did it take, you know, for you, for you to do this? And it made me pause and think for a minute, you know, like, I think in our minds, we always think like Amazon Prime, like, why isn't it yesterday? Let's get, buy a stock and sell a stock and get rich, right? Let's, what's the turn and burn that, that I can do? And the reality is that those aren't, those are monetary, like those aren't long-term, like, for Sarah mentioned this in front of the whole class, which was humbling that she said it, but uh, she's like, you know, there was a a leaf, a, ty- a, a type of plant that was a leaf that just grows constantly in a particular area town we lived in. And it was a lettuce and she would, she, uh, she cultivated that lettuce and we ate that lettuce for a few years. And I, I'm, I ate salad. That's all I ate really. And we didn't have, we had no money to go out to the grocery store and go out and eat and all that for like three years we sacrificed you know, to be able to, to have what we have today and the investments that we have. So I think that's also important to keep in mind, you know, when you, when you do get that download or that idea to do something, now there's a process that you take one step at a time to be able to make that into reality. And then that's essentially how you stop working for somebody else and you start working for yourself, which is another book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but it, it comes from this book, right? That theology started Rich Dad Poor Dad started from Think and Grow Rich. Started from Napoleon Hill's way of thinking. I like yeah, the says, par- uh, go, ahead. go ahead, brother. Go ahead, Fernando. I was gonna say everybody. He's like everyone who's accumulated wealth uh, ever. He's like they're they're really really good at making decisions. He's like they make decisions. Uh, oh, they have the habit of reaching decisions uh, like very fast. And then changing their mind very slow. So it's like you're, you know, when you ever, you ever go to the restaurant and then you're you're sitting there, you kind of been thinking about what you want all day, and then you're you just go, I want this and that, boom, it's done. You, there's not too much thought or energy behind it. But then there's some people that are in front of you or behind you, and they're just sitting there taking up the whole time thinking about what they want, what they want to eat, what do they want in there, and then and then they drag on that little one or two minute thing. You see, they even with people driving on the freeway, they don't know where they're supposed to go. And so they're, these are the people that kind of cause accidents where they know they're supposed to get up, but they're so distracted. Then they, the last minute they react because they don't know what they want to do. And then these, they cut everyone off on the freeway. So it's like the ability to make and reach decisions promptly, like you already know what you want. And then you execute like anything else that's not in alignment with what it is that you want. You don't even look at you're, It's not part of your, your sight, your field of vision. So he says, everyone that's, that's accumulated great amount of wealth has made decisions promptly and has changed their mind uh, slowly. Yeah, the the part I wanted to kind of point out here was where he says, let one of your first decisions to be keep a closed mouth and open ears and eyes, meaning like keep your eyes and your ears open to the ideas or the opportunities. And, um, and I like the part where he says, tell the world what you intend to do, but first show it. 
This is the equivalent of saying that deeds and not words are what count most. Mm, I thought that that was, uh, that was pretty powerful there. Um, the rest of the chapter kind of goes into, um, the revolutionary war. It says freedom or death on a decision and how they made a decision. Um, uh, he talks about the civil war first with Lincoln. And then he talks about the revolutionary war with Washington, um, and how they had to make a decision that was like either life or death, right? It's like they needed to make a decision that was going to be beneficial for the rest of the country and the rest of the people, whether they took the chance of being um, killed or not. And I, you know, and sometimes it comes down to those things. It's, it could be a life or death situation. And sometimes making that decision is ultimately the, um, the next step. And that's very hard for people. I mean, we, you know, we, we always look back at, uh, you know, history and we said, oh, if I was there, I would have certainly did this. Or if the Nazis were there, I would have punched them right in the jaw and right in the kisser, et cetera. But, you know, guys, we were, we were faced with that same, that same decision about two, three years ago, 2019 with the whole, you know, with the whole situation. And, and I'm not here to knock anybody or put anybody down, but it's just that we made that decision. We made a decision to either stand up for what was right, which is our freedom and, and the ability to choose what's right and wrong. And even if it meant, you know, getting fired from your job, getting let go, some people stood by their ground and other people, other people did not. And so there was a thing where uh, I think Samuel Adams had, you know, had, uh, you know, he had, he had said, I'm not, I'm not going to cave in. I'm not going to, uh, there was this guy named, I think it's General Gates. He said, he told him, Hey, you know, I need you to come in and then basically remake your allegiance to the king. And he's like, I've already made my allegiance to the one and true king, which is God. He's like, I already did that. So whatever else you guys got coming to me, let's go. So he made this guy, Gates, made a proclamation saying that everyone except Samuel Adams and um, who was the other guy? There was another man and I forgot what his name. But he said that these two people, it was I think it's John Hancock. He said, mm. I'll forgive everyone else except these two guys. But because these two guys said, I, we're going to stand against the opposition. Think about your modern day world. Everyone is every. I'll forgive everyone if you guys just come over here and continue on as basically as servants to the crown. And these two guys said, "No, hell no." That's why when you look at the Declaration of Independence, which is really what this thing is talking about here, John Hancock has the biggest signature on that Declaration of Independence. Sorry for my bird. And so when he says on there, when you, when people sign anything, they always say, go ahead and put your John Hancock right here. It's the signature, the biggest, you know, don't put it. And there's other people, you see them really small because putting your signature on that paper meant you were going to get hung. And so he talks about that, making a decision to the point of life and death, that that's what's really going to open the doorway uh, for 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 basically your freedom it's uh it's like a microcosm and a macrocosm the way that the united states was founded was by two men converging with multiple other men a decision via a mastermind that said how are we going to make this work and then committing to that decision and saying this is what we need to do and then sticking to their guns despite facing death and so he says it's like this is the way that we have our own personal problems and the way we get over it is by sitting there masterminding with other people making decisions and even if it costs us our life our livelihood or our old man as the bible calls it the old way of thinking the old way of feeling and then committing to that decision until we actually be, gain our ultimately what's called our, our freedom yeah it was uh samuel adams and john hancock they were the two men that um really 
push the other men a part of this mastermind. They even said, no man shall leave the room until the decision for such a Congress had been reached. Like, and, and they just like, the door. Yeah. yeah, they locked the door and said, we're not leaving here until a decision is made. And sometimes you need those type of people around you, or sometimes you need, just need to check yourself and say, Hey, I'm not going to leave this room. I'm not going to leave my office until a decision is made. Um, it, there's there's so much power behind that, brother. And, and I'm not going to cut you off, but there's like so much power because if you have two people on the same path, right? And and then the Bible says, where two or more are there in my name, I, I'm there with you, right? And so if you have two people, it's like, I see you doing it. Hey, man, I, I can do it too. Oh, shoot, Kevin's, oh, man, I could do it too. But if you get in in a room full of multiple people that are feet that are fearful, right? There was this movie Apocalypto where the you know the the guy just to get to the point of it, he says like fear is really contagious. Three hundred sixty five times in the Bible it says do not fear, because fear lowers down your conscious level. Mm-hmm. You know I would recommend you guys read the Power versus Force by David Hawkins, but it it just lowers your consciousness. And so when you are surrounded by a by people that fear like that. It gets yeah. like it's like a boogeyman coming after you. And I, there's different levels of this, you guys. So as you're listening to this, obviously this is an extreme side of decisions that you're needing to make, and these are great leaders uh, that have uh, helped create our wonderful country that we call America. And and uh, just know that you know as you're making decisions, like and through your life, uh, yet they they won't reach that altitude of of. Um, of, of importance or significance to, to affect other people as much as those did, uh, your decisions will affect you and they will affect your family and they will affect the people in your neighborhood, in your zip code, in your city, in your county, and it'll ripple out. So like, just know that, you know, there's a Chinese proverb, like you plant a tree today and, and, and enjoy the shade later. And, and so the work that you do today, the decisions that you make today, uh, are going to affect uh, yourself. Uh, you know, for those that are following us, know that we pr- we produce this on uh, Friday mornings, uh, and and so what we do today will affect us on Saturday, on Sunday, and as you get older, can affect you on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. And so uh, you just want to be mindful of that because decisions don't have to be on changing jobs or careers. Uh, decisions could just be your friends. Could be how you're spending your money, who you're going out to lunch with, uh, those sort of things. They they all add up. They compound into creating something. I, I heard someone say this at a at a, a random um, group of people I was with. I wasn't even with this rep this 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 young lady, but I heard her say, "Those are rich that drive that car." And and uh, and I and she added a few words in there about how fit this person was and so what i thought when she i heard her say that is okay if that's true then i need to be fit and take care of myself to be able to buy one of those cars and and so my perspective on on that was very different than what this other person's perspective was because it was very agnostic the way what, what she was saying and so the decisions that we make about our health about our um, what we listen to, all of those things are going to matter. You know, Napoleon Hill didn't have uh, this iPhone with Twitter, you know, pounding his head. He had people with letters being traveled around the country uh, through um, messengers and horses and, and camels. And to get information was you trusted 
you trusted the people that were communicating to you of what they knew to be true. And so your word had a ton of value because you would, you could start a, a war between kingdoms. And so like the decisions that you make, you know, really look at them as though you're, you're, I always tell my kids, like when you go to school, how you act is how people are going to know you. So how you live your life, how you act, who you hang out with, are going to be how people get to know you. And that can help and or hurt your chances of uh, potentially going to that state where you are wealthy. And we're hoping that that is not only a financial wealth, but it's a health inside wealth. It's a friendship wealth. It's a, it's a humanity wealth um, that you're able to grow uh, by, by reading this book alongside us. And it's funny that you said something right now. You pointed to your phone and you said about Twitter. And I know it's an easy way to gather information. But in here, in this chapter, Napoleon Hill actually says that the people that who that don't accumulate money um, to satisfy their needs or get the things that they want are is because they listen to the opinions of others. He says he's like they permit the newspapers and gossiping of neighbors, right? Mm. Basically to, to do the thinking for them. So he's like, these opinions are the cheapest commodities on earth, you know, mm. and everyone has a flock of opinions ready. It's, they're like ready to give you whatever. It's like, it's like yeah. coaching from the stands as opposed to actually being out there and, and making this thing tangible. So if you're, if you're really like they say, what if you're, if you fall for anything, you stand for nothing in essence. Yeah, well, your birds have an opinion. He's like, amen. amen he's always in the, right. <laughs> and so, he, and then he goes on to say, he's like, if you're, if, if you're going to listen to anybody, it's like, it should be to your own mastermind. These are people that you've actually selected that have that that are in harmony with you and the things that you want to create and say, hey man, what do you what do you think about this? And then have that that opinion, not a hundred percent, but influence uh maybe the course, like because they're all going to gather together in your favor. They're all going to gather together and trying to help you to accomplish the things that you need to accomplish. So that's when he goes in and say like, hey man, just keep your ears open. You got to give you two ears and a one mouth. So you know you should listen twice as much as you're talking, which is well, I, I should take my own advice because I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this environment, we're supposed to. But I, yeah. I think around our family, like my wife was talking to me about something yesterday, and and she was very very deliberate about we need an hour, and you need to be able to put yourself in a state where you can just receive. And that's so, right. Uh, and then that's. That's a you know powerful conversation I got to have yesterday. I look forward to that actual um, that time we get to spend together. So, yeah, and he goes on talking got, to you got JC. We got to give JC some time to blow us up. Hey man, I'm just I'm just sitting here uh, like a hype man. I'm like Flavor Flav. Yeah, uh -oh. boy. Just trying yeah. to like you know support <laughs> my boys. And ninety uh, coming in strong. Eighties, bro. Public Ooh. enemy. Fight the power. Goes back to the '80s, dude. Come on, youngster. <laughs> no, I just I think for me overall, like it's it's just making a decision. Um, you know, I have a I you know cause and effect has been a thing for me that I learned later in life. Like I didn't realize cause and effect. The decisions that I would make as a young kid um, <clears throat> would have an effect. <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> wouldn't have would have an effect on me in my 40s. Right. Oh, yeah. So it's like, okay, people don't like, yes, you make a decision, but is that decision the right decision? Like, those are the things like you have to weigh out 
the cause. Okay, if I eat this donut, man, this donut is good. Mm. Or these these donuts are good. Like I'm gonna keep eating them. You may not see the effects of those until months, years later. Mm. And <clears throat> you're creating these decisions and these habits. And then you won't see the repercussions of it. Just, just like what you touched on, Kevin, about the, you know, the Chinese proverb about the planting of a tree, and, you know, uh, experiencing the shade later. It's like there's another really good book out there. It's called uh, Chop Wood Carry. I think it's called Chop Wood Carry Water, and it's uh, just the basic concept of doing the very small things. You know, it's like the Karate Kid, right? It's like, why am I wax off, wax on? You know, paint the yeah. paint the fence white, like. For yeah, what? Yeah, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, habit. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh it's um it's just it's uh I heard this I was talking to somebody the other day and it was it was we are a creature of our past habits. We're not we're not who we are because of us today. We're we're today because of other things that have influenced over the course of our lives. And so uh to I would encourage you as you're listening to this podcast uh that you understand that your future self, your two-year-old self, your five-year-old self desire for you to make good decisions today, for you to sacrifice today, for you to say, okay, I have this, this, I have this idea in my head and now what do I do next? What do I, who do I talk to next? And, and, uh, and, and if that is the case, you know, subscribe to our channel here, Post a note, instant, you know, DM us. Uh, we, any one of us, if not all three of us, can help you with those next steps, um, and we would be honored to do that. And so, um, I mean, I background, you know, I own a pretty large insurance agency. I have two breweries and, and own a fast casual restaurant. And with uh, two mar two married couples, own all the the restaurants, and we're opening up our third brewery right now. So, you know, um, lots of business experience in this circle lots of opportunity awesome. for us to be able to help you but those decisions are are huge you guys because how we then you think of yourself with power because you do have the ability of doing this you are created awesome and individual and unique you you do have power you do have value uh i don't know a millionaire that doesn't wake up like a millionaire do you wake up today did you wake up today and treat yourself as though you're a millionaire because guess what you're not going to be a millionaire until you act like you're a millionaire. Hundred percent. It's so nuts to think of that because when when I you see this in, in in real estate, people will make all kinds of money and then they'll blow it. So that's why Vegas exists. They'll make all kinds of money and then they'll blow it because they're not acting like millionaires. And most millionaires are driving around freaking Corollas, yo. They're not acting like they have this wealth you see on IG and these flashy people. And yet you can be flashy and still have wealth because you're smart with the money that you have and you're making good decisions with it. And that's the balance of instead of going up and down, it's going up and then, okay, now I need a financial planner. Good decision. I need a bookkeeper. Good decision. I need to eat monthly with my spouse and go over our budget. Good decision. Those are all decisions that are going to help you think and grow rich. And I think at the basis of uh, everything with this is just the number one guys is knowing what it is that you want. That is the very first key. I think he says somewhere is that you can ask a hundred people what they want 
and 95% of them are not going to be able to tell you what they want. And so he says a definite decision is all, it, it's like, you know, it's the same requirement or let me just go back really quick. Cause I was going to read something else. He says, uh, you have to have a definite or purpose, which means you have to decide what you want. And so he's like, there's people right now that are working their jobs for menial wages because the ones that they hold right now, cause they don't know what they want. They haven't, they haven't, uh, they lack the definiteness of decision to plan a definite position. So I, I always say this and I'm like, you, you can, you can go and get a job at being a police officer, fireman, whatever. These are all noble jobs, but I, I somehow there's a way that where there has to be a job out there that you hasn't been created yet that you only you fit in. It's only for you. So it's like this guy, what this guy is saying is go out and create that thing. Think about what it is that you want without, without uh, disbelief, believe mm -hmm. that it exists. Right. And then you're going to watch and, and see the, through belief, the power, the what's called synchronicities and serendipities, these little magic coincidences as with, what Steve mm -hmm. Jobs called, you can't connect the dots looking forward, only looking back. So the decision to do something is what's going to cause everything else to fall into place. So you have a, a beginning of a statement here I'll help you with. It's called, it says, uh, I am so happy and grateful now that. I am so happy and grateful now that. I am so happy and grateful now that. And then what you do is you just write what that other part is. And the, re and the point that you can actually find what the decision is, is honestly, you need to get real with yourself. And you need to ask yourself why. So if I, if I, what's my purpose in life? You have to, you have to really spend some time. Okay. What, do, but then the question is what brings you joy? Mm -hmm. What is it that brings you joy? Okay. And then, the, then you're like, okay, well, uh, let's say coaching brings me joy. And, and so I go and I, I volunteer at my, my kids baseball league. Like why, why does that bring you joy? Well, I love seeing my kid swinging the bat and playing, why? Why is it? Well, when I was a kid, that brought me joy because of my dad, why? And then you keep asking that. I won't ask anymore because I'm getting emotional now just thinking of it. Uh, mm -hmm. But there's a point where I'll just do it. Like, I'll just do it. So why, Kevin? Well, when I was, my dad was 30 years old, he got into a car accident. Why? Why is that significant to you? Because the memories I have of my dad before he could before he could throw a baseball was he was my baseball coach. Why is that significant to you? He can't do it no more. I don't have that anymore. Why? Because I want my cop, my kid to appreciate that. I want my my son to appreciate that he has a dad that loves him. Here's the thing: you want to connect love. You're trying to connect love with something that you're doing and you can't be scared of whatever that is. Cause now is it about baseball or is it about showing your kids you love them? That you love them. And it's that not, emotion guys, I'm dude, I'm that, not that, saying it's that emotion right there that, that Kevin just walked us through right now, which, you know, they, they, you got to go at least <clears> 10, <throat> 10 wise, get to the core of it. That's how you could, that's how you influence a subconscious mind. It's like, I'm doing it for money. And like, no, you're not doing it for money. You're doing it for the reasons that money is going to get you. The, the, but when you eliminate all the, the material stuff, it goes in. There's other reasons, right? So the moment you actually want to 
give up or just fail or um, I quit or whatever, that why is what's going to carry you over the hump. That why is going to get you up in that morning, that little spark. No one's going to have to wake you up. You might need an alarm to maybe kind of, hey, it's time to wake up, but it's going to, that why is going to get you out of bed. It's going to get you to work on time. It's going to get you to read these books that we're reading. Mm -hmm. Those whys are going to get you to like, hey, man, I got to continue. I got to push forward because when I look back, I'm going I'm to say, like, I did all of this for this reason. There's no, if it's just mental, it's not going to push you. Yeah, that was a great idea, but I wasn't passionate by it. So it's not going to go anywhere. Mm. So, so those whys are deep, bro. And it's healthy to do it to yourself. It's healthy what I just did there. And, and I'm definitely in a state of mind of gratitude right now and, and, uh, and enjoy. And, and I would, I would question. So like, I personally, like I didn't graduate. I had, I dropped out of high school. The first book I read was the Bible shortly after that. It was John Maxwell. And I remember, um, boy, what was that book? It was a boiling degree. It was like water boils at like 50, 150. What's water boil at? 212, I think. I think yeah. So the book's 211 and the book's 212 degrees. That was the very first sales book I ever read. And then I had a coaching company come into the corporation I worked at and like present their books. And I was like, you know what? Like I need to start reading sales books. I need to start listening to books on the radio or podcasts. And I need to start doing these things. And, and that's essentially why I'm able to say I have the things I have and the people I have around me right now. That's how I met these wonderful men. That's how I meet so many great people. And I have books in common with them because school is not, and school like, doesn't do us justice because school is like, I'm reading a book, reading a chapter to pass a test so I can get, move on to the next thing just to be done with it. And that's the point, that's the reality. And that's bullshit because books are the exact opposite of that. Books are knowledge. Books are experience. Books are you telling yourself things you wouldn't have known otherwise. And books allow you to think for yourself and not allow other people. See how we just came around right there? The book talks about it. You're not wanting to have other people think for you. You want to be smart enough to know I don't need to be make an instant decision and be emotional about every decision for it to be the right decision to make. It, it doesn't have to always be that fast. You have time to do it. And when you're around right, the right people, you'll you'll learn stuff like that. Super strong. So take that time, guys. Just to sit with yourself. This the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is within you. And I heard another man say that the keys to the kingdom are thoughts. And another uh uh, the course that we're in they're called paradigms right and there was a man by the name mm -hmm. of bob proctor he says the keys he's like i'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom and what he actually has given us was thoughts because if you have the right thought which is kind of a it's, a it's like a perception of things it'll open up a whole it'll it'll unlock so many doors inside of you like that you've built up through conditioning through your schooling through your parents through just culture that you think this is who you are, but as you start getting these thoughts, you start unlocking and these things start, they're called strongholds in the Bible. They start literally coming off and you realize that the only person that's ever actually kept you in these strongholds is, is yourself. Absolutely. Well, guys, it was a great chapter. I appreciate you guys listening into us. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Look forward to this every single week of going over the think and grow rich. We are the book review bonanza. And we look forward to seeing you guys next time. Peace. Hey guys.